Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 54. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to stop self-sabotage and how to get out of your own way. Right. And I think for me, in terms of my overall recovery and what I've learned throughout my journey is this harsh truth of I'm often the one who's standing in my own way, whether that's reaching a goal, whether that's with my weight loss journey, recovery, whatever it is. I found a lot of the times when I feel like I'm quote unquote failing, it's because I'm standing in my own way and I am self-sabotaging myself. And I know it's easy to blame schedules or others or that it's, you know, the food's problem, which added to this, which I think it's important to address that life happens. So things are going to happen that are out of our control 100%. But I also feel like a lot of these things are excuses to keep self-sabotaging and to keep going down that hole of, I'm already a failure, so might as well keep going. Absolutely. I think that when it comes to self-sabotage, especially, I think it's one of those things that is especially a snowball effect. Once you start doing it, it's easier and easier to kind of justify it to yourself that what I'm doing is okay. Right. And I think a lot of things in life can help us kind of, or have an impact on like the decisions we're making. But once you can kind of get out of your own head and step back from the situation and actually figure out what's going on or what you're doing, I found that's where I've kind of found my success or kind of had that turning point in my recovery because I didn't realize a lot of the times that I was doing this. And I think that is an important thing to address because when things are difficult, like weight loss, for example, it's easy to kind of make excuses as to why we can't do it because we're afraid we're going to fail already. So we find all these other excuses or reasons why we can't do it because we're afraid of actually trying or we're afraid of actually trying and then failing. So we find all these other excuses or reasons why we can't do it which is standing in our own way from reaching our goals or where we want to go, not kind of realizing we're doing it. Right. And I think too, though, it's one of those things like when you think that you can, you can. And when you think that you're going to fail, you're going to fail. It's whatever that you're thinking is, your body's going to find ways to make that reality. Right. So if you think I can't do this, I've tried so many times before I failed and I'm going to continue to fail. That's exactly what's going to happen. By thinking, okay, I can do this and actually putting new habits that are sustainable and maintainable and adding on to them after you've got it to where it becomes a second nature, that's where you're going to find success. And what's important to kind of remember is change is hard. So kind of getting out of this routine or this cycle is hard, especially if you've been doing it for so long, but it's also hard staying stuck somewhere that you're unhappy. Being in this place of feeling like you're a failure, you can't do it, you're not good enough, I'm already a failure, so might as well keep adding to those failure behaviors is also a hard place to be. So I think it's sometimes kind of coming to that harsh reality of not only are we often the ones standing in our own way, but realizing 
it's kind of like that choose your hard situation. Do you want to stay stuck where you are, which is hard? Or do you want to try to change some of these behaviors, which is also hard? No, absolutely. I think that's that's very key right there. And like you said, it's, it's picking your hard. Which one are you going to choose? Staying the same where you know it's difficult, you know it's not going to get easier. Or pick your heart and things might change for the better. Right. So an example of kind of self-sabotaging that I found within myself that I do a lot, and I'm really working on kind of overcoming this thought process, is really this cycle of I failed, so then I'm going to keep going. And for an example, I ate a handful of chips. You go to that extreme way of thinking of thinking, okay, I failed. Now I'm going to eat all the chips. Now I'm not going to work out. Now I'm going to go eat the donuts, the cake, the ice cream, everything else in the house because I'm already a failure. When in reality, eating that handful of chips was not bad. That's not being bad or doing anything wrong. That's not going to undo all your hard work or your progress. The self-sabotaging comes when you continue to do those choices, continue to make those decisions to keep telling yourself you're a failure. So then you might as well keep doing X, Y, and Z. That's kind of where we're standing in our own way. Instead of saying, you know what? I ate these chips. I didn't want to do it. Maybe I don't feel good that I did it. I quote unquote shouldn't have done it, but now I'm going to choose to keep moving forward that's the place like we kind of want to get to. And by only continuing to say I'm a failure, so now I'm going to keep going down this hole and spiraling down this hole of failure, that's self-sabotaging. That's when we're actually deliberately making choices and decisions that are not good for us or what we want. Right. And I think like you kind of touched on it there is, is knowing, okay, I know that I didn't make a good choice but consciously making the effort to continue to make the better choice or the healthier choice or the choice that you you want to make, not making the unhealthy choice or the bad choice because that's easy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's knowing, okay, I made a, a not so good choice right here, right now, but I can continue on with making good choices after that point. Mm-hmm. And that's where my therapist kind of told me, it was like, a, it was like kind of someone slapped me in the face when she said this. But she said, we're all going to fall down and mess up and slip up. And so you had the handful of chips and you think that that's a slip up. But continuing to choose to make those choices, to continue to then spiral down to make those choices that you feel like you're a failure, that's where you're self-sabotaging. That's where you're deliberately choosing to go off plan, off course, off track, and continuing on with that pattern and that behavior. So I think what I've really been working on to kind of stop kind of doing this is really telling myself it is going to be hard to break this cycle, admitting that I struggle with this, knowing that this is something that I kind of feel stuck in because it's like a hamster wheel. You just keep going around and around and there's no way to get off, acknowledging all of those feelings. Because someone sitting here and telling you or me or Kevin sitting here saying, okay, stop doing it, isn't going to just magically make you stop doing it. So I think it's important to address that you struggle with this, that you maybe are self-sabotaging yourself and kind of just being aware that this is going on is the number one place to start when it comes to kind of breaking that cycle and getting out of your own way. And so I think it's really kind of, it kind of breaks it down to like kind of these key three steps for myself, which I want to share now. 
And then in another podcast, I really want to go deeper and talk more about kind of the thought process and what goes into kind of changing these thoughts and behaviors when they're actually happening or when you have kind of some of those self-sabotaging moments. But in this episode, I just really want to share the top three tips that really help me right now in the beginning to kind of just start being aware of what's going on to start making the changes. Right. And I think that's really key, though, like you said right there, it's to be aware because just because you're aware of something doesn't mean that the behavior is going to change immediately. Like you can know, okay, eating chips and eating cookies constantly is going to make the scale, it's going to make me gain weight. I know that. Does that mean I stop eating cookies and and chips because I want to lose weight? Not necessarily. Right. Like you can know the things that you're talking about, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the behavior is going to follow. Right. And so I think that's a great point that he brought up is getting to that place of acknowledging it. And just being aware of it is key because that means you're kind of on that right track to kind of helping to change some of those patterns and behaviors. You're not at a place thinking the scale is going up and I don't know why it's going up where you're not being honest with yourself with what's going on. I think it comes from that place of you really need to start being honest with yourself with what you're doing. And I think it's a hard reality to face that you are the one who's sometimes standing in your own way when we're so used to blaming others or giving all these excuses as why we can't reach our goals or we're not losing weight or we're not doing whatever goal we have set for ourselves accomplishing it, it's a lot easier, and I'm talking from personal experience here, is to blame others or situations or life because it's harder to look within and figure out I'm the one who's actually doing it. And so like Kevin said, just acknowledging it and being aware of it's not going to change those behaviors, but it's going to start having that honest conversation with yourself of what's really going on. So hopefully you can keep being aware and then it'll hopefully add to then you switching those behaviors or thoughts once you feel ready to do so. So I think that brings me right into my tip number one, which is acknowledging the self-sabotage, acknowledging that it's going on. And realizing that you are the one self-sabotaging, that you're the one who's kind of making these choices and the decisions of standing in your own way. And I think being aware of that and open with that and honest with yourself about that is really the first step in kind of overcoming the self-sabotage way of thinking or these behaviors that we have. And whether you're able to kind of correct it or stop it or prevent it from happening is another thing. But just being aware it's going on, I think, is key. Right. I think that, like you, we've touched on before, and we've said it so many times, and it applies to so many areas, especially of a weight loss journey, is being aware of what you're doing. By being aware, you can make a change to or consciously make an effort to make a change or ignore it. But by being aware, you at least know what's going that you're doing something. Right. Like that exactly what I I feel and what I'm going through in my own recovery with my binge eating and my restricting is sometimes I can't stop the binge from happening, but being aware of it is drastically farther along on my journey of recovery than not being aware of it at all. So even if you can't correct it, just being aware is a huge step. Right. And I think too, when you're aware of it, doesn't mean that you necessarily stop it, but you can also watch and see what happens after. Right. So by saying, okay, 
I'm aware that I'm binging right now. I can't really stop it right now, but I can think about my thoughts and actions following that binge to maybe, okay, I'm still binging, but how I'm responding after that fact could be making progress. Right. That's not like you're making a total 100%. I've fixed everything all at once, but maybe I fixed that first part still kind of the same, but how I respond afterwards could be your improvement. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I love that. And I think that brings me right into number two is making small steps and small changes to addressing the self-sabotage behavior. And by that, I mean not saying, okay, just because I'm aware of it, I'm never going to do it again. I'm going to stop today. And every time I find myself doing it, I'm never going to do it again. And I think that is a huge task, but it also is going to add to that thinking of if and when it happens again, you're immediately going to feel like you failed and you're going to feel like you'll have to start all over. And then it goes back to that all or nothing again. I think too, that the biggest thing with that is everything is not absolute. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of middle ground or a lot of gray area in life that we have to figure out how to live in. Mm -hmm. Everything is not 100% on or off. There's a lot of gray area in the middle that is light. Mm -hmm. So it's figuring out how to live in that area within those freedoms that I think is so key, especially when you're trying to recover from an eating disorder, but also just in life in general is figuring out how to play in that that middle ground. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's why starting small when it comes to changes like this is so important. And going back to kind of acknowledging it, acknowledging it in that moment, but challenge yourself to make one small change in that moment. Maybe instead of eating all the cookies, all the chips, all the cake is you eat all the cookies and you say, you know what, I'm not going to continue and you put it away and you don't continue with that behavior. Tomorrow, if it happens and you eat all the chips acknowledging it and say, okay, I'm going to stop eating these chips now and keep moving forward with my day without then switching it back to that, oh, I'm a failure, now I have to keep going. Just one small change. And I think you've shared with me too, maybe it is still eating all those cookies, all those chips, all the cake, but it's remembering, okay, in that moment, I did all those things. How does that make me feel? Mm -hmm. And that could be your change is, I don't want to feel like this again. Exactly. I love that. So it doesn't have to necessarily even be that, okay, I'm never going to do this again. It's, I don't want to feel like this. Right. Or challenge yourself to when that happens, if you ate the cookies, chips, whatever it is, every time that happens, sit down and challenge yourself to write in a journal how you feel, how you feel about doing this, why you did it, even that one small change. So it's not changing maybe the behavior, but it's taking that time to really address and sit down and figure out what's actually going on. That one small change. Right. And but it, might, it not, might not be why it happened, but kind of what led up to those that moment. Or how you feel after you did it, like you had mentioned. Or if you're struggling, let's say you're having a bad day at work, did turning to food and binging and completely going all in fix what was happening at work? Or do you still feel the same way you did before that binge? And realizing that maybe that wasn't the choice that you needed in that moment to do to feel better. And I think all of these things are those small changes where like we had, we talked about, it's not maybe changing or preventing it or stopping that from happening, but it's just little changes that you can start to make that build on each other that can help you maybe get to that place where eventually you are able to then stop yourself and not self-sabotage in those moments. Right. And I think the big key there is not trying to make 50 changes all at once. Right. It's getting one down, 
becoming self-sufficient with that, where that becomes second nature, then you add another one and you add another one and you constantly are adding one more little piece to get to that whole 50 piece change. Mm -hmm. But instead of going from no changes to 50 changes all at once, you're changing one little piece and creating sustainable habits. Right, exactly. And that brings us right into my final tip for this, which is number three, challenge yourself. And this one's a hard one. And I think we really have to make sure we have like number one and two down a little bit more before we kind of jump into this one. And this is kind of the stage that I'm at right now is really challenging those self-sabotaging behaviors and not setting yourself up for failure, but putting yourself in a situation where you're not going to those extremes. For an example, if you decide to eat in an out burger, it doesn't maybe fit in your points. It doesn't maybe fit in your calories, your macros, whatever you're doing. You're just going to treat yourself to an In-N-Out burger, have the In-N-Out burger, but still do your workout. Follow the rest of your day without starving yourself, without cutting out more calories, more food, more, and challenge yourself to keep going with the day. If you're on a point system like I am with WW, challenge yourself to go five points over one day, but then continue with the rest of your day, like your workouts, your rest of your healthy eating, your fitness, whatever that may be. Doing one small thing that's not perfectly set in having this perfect progress, whatever you think that is, and challenge yourself to make one small tweak, but then continuing the rest of your day like normal. And it's hard and it's scary, but I feel like for me, it's kind of like a controlled chaos a little bit where I still know I'm in control. And when life happens and this happens in real life, I have some of these experiences to fall back on because I've already done it. It's not saying, okay, I'm working on this. I'm doing this well. And then boom, something happens. And then you're like, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know what I'm doing. I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't planned for this. So you start kind of spiraling again. It's setting yourself up to be in some of these situations. So when real life happens, you are able to fall back and know what you did, what worked, what helped, and what maybe you want to improve on. Right. And I think that's such a key is, like you said, is when you can be in a challenging situation or you're uncomfortable, that's where you can grow and learn. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly putting yourself in situations where you're comfortable and you're not forced to make any of those choices, like you said, when it comes time to a, uh, or an opportunity where you're not in control of the situation, what's going to happen? It's going to be mass chaos and mm -hmm. you're going to have no way to respond or react to that. Well, that's exactly what I was when I started my journey at 500 pounds. It was complete all or nothing. I was completely in that mindset. And it was if one thing threw it off where I was not perfect in that day, the whole day went downhill and I completely binged and spiraled out of control. And so, because I didn't have anything to go off. I didn't have anything to go off it to help me, to help me in situations like this. It was just either I follow this exact program and if you're not, you failed. And so I think it's not kind of setting yourself up for failure, but like Kevin said, it's kind of helping you be able to respond and react when these situations happen. Because in real life, you're not going to be able to 100% of the time, all the time, be in this little bubble of this is my food, this is my routine, this is what I'm doing, and nothing's going to yeah, deteriorate. No, like there's not going to be any challenging situations. Like re life is, the reality of it is there's going to be situations that are out of your control that you're going to have to deal with. 
So it's better to create that out of control sense for yourself and learn how to deal with it than have somebody else do that for you where you have no right. absolutely zero control over what's going on. And I found when, and I've experimented with this myself, I went out and had dinner, didn't track it, didn't count it, didn't put it in my WW, but continued with my day of eating and tracking and workouts and all of that. I journaled so much that day because I learned what worked, what didn't work, what I liked, what I didn't like. I wrote down questions I had for my therapist, things I hated. I told myself I never want to do this again. And just kind of being aware of all those thoughts and feelings helped me so much. That day was hard, but it helped me so much to be able to say, you know what, when this happens and life happens and X, Y, and Z happens, I'm going to be able to do it because I already did it. I was able to learn from those challenging times and have something to fall back on because I already did it. And I'm saying this as my own personal recovery. I'm not saying this is the advice anyone would ever give you, but coming from someone who's in this, who struggles with this and working on it, this has been one of the number one things that's kind of helped me break that cycle because I was able to say, you know what? I did eat something that wasn't planned, but I am able to have the rest of my day go as planned. Or still I'm able to have one choice that was quote unquote bad, but I was still able to be quote unquote good the rest of the day. And I think that is such a powerful thing. I think too, the the reason that you are able to have that powerful situation, that powerful moment is because of the work you've done on those first two steps Mm -hmm. of acknowledging like, okay, I am self-sabotaging. What can I do to move on? And you've made sustainable little habits or or fixes or whatever you want to call them towards recovery. So now you are able with those that work you've done on the other areas, been able to say, okay, now I'm going to test myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. How do I respond in this situation? And then you're able to say, what are the areas I still need work on? What areas have I improved on? And what am I completely lost on? And I feel like I'm drowning underwater. And it teaches you so much. And I feel like it's really helped me in real life situations when it's not a controlled thing like this to be able to handle it and to say, you know what, I am going to enjoy pizza with my family for dinner tonight, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go home and then eat cookies, candy, crackers, chips, all this other food, and then skip my workout and then keep going and wait till Monday to start again. It's I had pizza, but I'm going to keep moving forward. And so I think these are kind of like the three steps as a good place to start to kind of start overcoming these self-sabotaging tendencies to start to stop, to start, stop, to stop kind of standing in your own way when it comes to reaching your goals, your weight loss, your fitness, your self-love, your recovery, whatever it may be, to kind of just have the groundwork to kind of start working on these things because it's not just, okay, here's this blueprint of what you need to do. And it's so overwhelming and it's hard to think that you'll ever be able to do it. But if we break things up into little pieces or little stages, it's a lot easier to then take all that information and actually consume it and work on it and learn from it and be able to apply it to areas of your life where it's actually helpful. No, absolutely. I think that that's one of my favorite things, or I don't even know, sayings, whatever it is, is how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Like, how do you grow, get over this hard situation? And I think you could probably reflect on this a little bit yourself. Before you had started uh, talking to a therapist and really trying to overcome this binge eating stuff, 
I I would be hard pressed to say that you thought that you'd ever get out of the situation you were yeah, in. I, I but thought, by having and getting those little tiny workable pieces and being able to look inward and work on little bits here and there, you're doing it. Right. Exactly. I thought before I started talking to a therapist and really going through recovery, it was literally that thought of this is just my life. This is how my brain works. This is how it's going to be the rest of my life. Like <laughs> it's emotional, but it's like, it's, it's really like, this is just what you think life is that this is just how your brain works. And then when you have someone kind of tell you, no, we can help you kind of stop these thoughts. There's other ways of thinking and being. It's, it's life-changing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I think the biggest kind of takeaway from all of this is really reminding yourself that you are the one in control you can't control life or outside circumstances or situations or things that happen, but you are always in control of yourself. And I think that is a powerful thing for me because when I feel like I'm not in control, that's where things start spiraling. And so I have to remind myself, I can't control what he's eating, what she's doing, what life happens, what job is happening at work. I can control how I respond and how I'm going to choose to react to it. And just because I have a hard day, a hard moment, a little slip up, bump in the road, maybe I turn to binging and eating, it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just means you have to just keep working at it. And reminding myself that eating one cookie because you're having a bad day and in hopes it can help make you feel better is not bad. It's okay to have food be there for your emotions and to make you feel better and to enjoy it. But it's not turning to food to cover the pain and the emotions because you don't want to deal with what's actually really going on. And it's not then having, because you had one cookie, then eating the whole box of cookies because you felt like you were already bad, and then eating the chips, the pizza, the ice cream to punish yourself because you're bad, because that's that self-sabotaging behavior. Eating a handful of cookies, chips, a few cookies, chips, even five cookies is not bad. But the self-sabotage of, well, now I feel like I'm bad, so I have to keep going, is that behavior we need to stop. Because it's not the five cookies that's bad. It's what you're doing after you eat those cookies that's adding to kind of the self-sabotaging behavior, which is what we need to kind of break that cycle. This thought of you need to then punish yourself because you're being bad is where we also need to kind of work on. Because it's only adding to you feeling bad about yourself when that's going on. So if you feel bad, you already ate five cookies. Instead of acknowledging that and trying to move forward with something that could make you feel better, by then going down that path of spiraling and eating then everything in control is only going to make you feel worse. So I think that's kind of getting rid of that good, bad, and I'm being bad or good and realizing, okay, this happened, but what can I do now to keep moving forward to make me feel better? And setting yourself up kind of for that success by acknowledging it and being aware of it and being honest with yourself that kind of these things are going on is a great place to kind of start. And I kind of want to end this with one of my favorite quotes is something that's truly, I say to myself probably a hundred times a day, if not more is just because you have one flat tire doesn't mean you're going to go pop the other three tires. 
and I know I've shared this before, I say it a lot, it's all over my social media, but it's because it's such a powerful quote to me, because just because you have one flat tire, you have one bad day, one hard moment, doesn't mean you then have to go pop all the other tires because of that one tire. You can fix that one tire and keep moving forward. It doesn't mean no other tires are ever going to pop again, but you address that and you'll get there when you get there. And then you fix that and then you keep moving forward. And I think that has been such a powerful quote for me in kind of stopping this self-sabotaging behavior because just because I have one hard moment doesn't mean I can keep spiraling down and punishing myself and calling myself bad and adding to those behaviors and popping the rest of my tires because I feel like I'm already bad. So that's kind of where I want to end this. And hopefully it kind of helped you kind of realize what's going on, give you a good starting place to kind of work on this so we can stop standing in our own way and be as successful as possible and reaching our own goals and dreams and achievements that we want for ourselves. Right. So with that, we'd like to thank everybody who did take the time to listen to us today. And we hope that this conversation did bring you value. So if you find value, if you could please help us out by recommending us to a friend or a family member who also might find value from our conversations, that would really, really mean a lot to us. There's one other way you could help us out, and that would be taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And there's one last thing we'd like you to remember. It's it's never never too late late to fly. fly.